This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ratchet Ramblings. I know y'all used to my co-host Jeremy bringing us in, but today I'm here solo dolo because I didn't want to let the week pass without catching everybody up on everything Real Housewives of Potomac or Real Housewives of Pathetic because everybody except Karen has just been awfully pathetic to me, and we're going to get into it. We're also going to discuss some... the live that the infamous Gigi did um, breaking down the beef between she and Monique, or I don't want to say a beef, but why the friendship ended and how things got to where she was doing everything in her power to sabotage Monique. Um, But before we get there, we're going to jump into season five, episode seven, fireballs and fire pits. Um, I was disappointed in Monique in this episode. I thought she acted a whole donkey and that she was being passive aggressive because she had an issue with Candace, but she was being too much of a coward to fully address it. And knowing everything that we know, all of the behind the scenes stuff, I absolutely understand why she would have an issue with Candace, but why keep inviting Candace into your space and you refuse to address the issues that you have with her? Um... I feel that Candace absolutely did the right thing by not telling Ashley the information that was sent to her about Michael leaving the strip club with some strippers and taking them back to his hotel room and going on. He's on record saying, I have a wife and a boyfriend. Um, Candace and Ashley are just getting back into a good place. So why would she take that information to the group of girls, especially after Ashley and Wendy had just had that big, massive blowout. And that would have been all of the ammunition Wendy needed to keep um, trying to take out Ashley's jugular. Also, if we aren't really that cool, don't bring me some nasty information like that in front of a group of girls. Um, we don't have that rapport. It absolutely would have looked shady on Candace on Candace's part to tell Ashley that information in front of the girls instead of um, pulling her aside separately. This is where Monique really got on my nerves. You don't get to dictate how other women tell an, an, a wife that type of information. If you, if somebody came to Candace, Giselle, or whoever else and said, oh yeah, Chris is cheating on Monique, you would have been livid 
had those had Giselle or Robin come to you in front of the girls and been like, oh, yeah, that's why I just got a text message that say Chris cheating on you. He took some strippers back to his hotel room. You would have been fucking mad because you don't fool with them women like that. And so you don't need them bringing you that type of information in front of anybody. And let's call a spade a spade on that. And not only would she not let it go, just she nitpicked at it constantly, like constantly every time. Well, why can y'all, why y'all talking in private? What did y'all having private conversations about? Don't nobody give me the courtesy of private conversations. This is my thing with the whole Sharice, Gigi, trainer, Candace bullshit. Trying to act unaffected and unbothered will have you showing your hand subconsciously. You are bothered and it's okay to be bothered by somebody doing the things that Gigi and Sharice were doing. And it's okay to be bothered by somebody that you considered a friend knowing what these ladies were doing and not bringing it to you straight up front and out the gate. Yes, it's okay to have an issue with Candace. It's okay to want to beat Sharice ass. It's okay to call Giselle out. And it's okay to want to push uh, Gigi's head through a window. But trying to act so unbothered and refusing to talk about it. Oh, I'm not going to bring this up. Oh, I'm not going to do this. Oh, I'm not going to do that. It's too despicable to discuss. Well, it's manifesting itself in other ways. And now you're sitting here looking stupid. Right? You looking damn dumb. For no reason. And you really don't have to. You could have cleared them hoes out. For real. I would have cleared them hoes out. Let me tell you bitches something. Don't play with my motherfucking family. Okay? Um, The husbands show up. Well, Giselle has to leave because she's going to the um, award ceremony for her book um she was nominated for a literary award for her book that she won congratulations on that Giselle um but the husbands come out for Monique's birthday and they're trying to have like a little couple shindig um well Chris uh Chris came Chris came um Wendy's husband came um Anyways, they they came and it seemed like a good time. The husbands were imitating the wives and, you know, everybody got kind of a a laugh out of it. Um, And still, Monique is like a chihuahua yipping at Candace's ankles. Yip, 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 yip. Girl. Candace opts to not sing happy birthday to Monique. She goes upstairs. She calls it a night. I would have done the same thing. Um, if you're not going to address your real issue with me, you're not going to take every little situation or instance and feel like you're going to dig at me and nitpick me. You're not going to do that to me. Um, when everybody is leaving the lake house, um, when it's time for Candace to say bye to Monique, Monique does the pettiest, most childish, silly shit ever and she plays like she's sleep so that Candace can't say goodbye to her 
And everybody is like, what is that about? Okay. And the thing that was annoying was, is like, one thing I've noticed about Monique is she will carry a lie or piss poor behavior through. We even saw this back with the, um, the drinking situation where her she drove her car into a ditch and Ashley was like well Monica had quite a few drinks and then she in, ended subsequently she ended up in a ditch and to this day Monique um refuses to even acknowledge the possibility that having three apple martinis or whatever the case may have been could have altered her impairment enough where she could have ended in a she could have driven her car off the road or not been paying enough attention or her reaction time was slow and she's doing that here she gets on twitter and she's really trying to make people believe she was asleep and she was just so exhausted and so wore out from the from the lake house trip if anything honey you was wore out from being petty because Candace chose a mature way to deliver some information about Ashley's marriage to Ashley. So you should be fucking exhausted from being a petty ass bitch the whole episode and the whole rest of the uh, um, lake house trip. Like, girl, get a fucking grip. Okay? No, seriously. Um, Moving on to, so after this episode, we get a live from the infamous Gigi. And Gigi decides to go live because she feels that everybody is throwing her under the bus and everybody is throwing Candace under the bus. So let's get to the meat and potatoes. Gigi says the reason she and Monique's friendship landed in a dumpster was because she and Monique went out one night. Monique's trainer was there. Monique gotten drunk and Gigi felt like Monique's trainer was being inappropriate with Monique. Gigi says that she tried to talk to Monique about it and she couldn't get through to Monique. So the next day she went behind Monique's back and told Chris that Monique's trainer is very flirtatious and inappropriate with Monique. When Monique found out, Monique stopped speaking to Gigi. Gigi was pissed that Monique would not give her a conversation about the whole situation and just deaded the friendship. And she felt slighted that Monique would just throw away their long-standing friendship in that manner. Thus, she went on this whole uh, Monique smear campaign, do anything to harm her, ruin her reputation, ruin her marriage, bring havoc and chaos to all aspects of her life. Um, Let's talk about this. We love our friends. I love the hell out of my friends. Love them to death. But my friends have boundaries. And you are never, ever to feel comfortable enough crossing a boundary and inserting yourself into my marriage, especially behind my back. Gigi violated girl code and she just violated... As a married woman herself, 
she just violated marital code. Because had someone done that to her, she would have been furious and the results would have been the same. She would not have wanted to continue contact with Monique if the tables were turned. There was no reason for Gigi to do that. And then when you don't get to still remain in friendship after carrying out some piss poor behavior like that, you want to ruin this former friend when you were the one in the wrong. Also, Gigi said that she recorded the trainer being inappropriate with Monique that night at the club and still has the videos. Pause. I don't need to record my friends in a club to tell them if they're doing something inappropriate. I damn sure don't need to keep the videos for years and years later if I claim that my intention from the start was pure. If you wanted to look out for Monique and have her best interest at heart, you wouldn't even be recording her in the club. You damn sure wouldn't have those videos now. Gigi seems to have to be extremely jealous of Monique. Because in this live, Gigi is even recounting when Chris bought Monique her first Louis Vuitton bag. When Chris um, started buying Monique Louboutins and other high-end designers saying she, oh, she was nothing but a BB and BCBG type of bitch. And so what? Again, I have never in my life felt a need to keep up with when my friend's partners were buying them material possessions. I just never have. I've ne- I can't tell you, oh, um, hmm, uh, Breeze man bought her her first LV bag uh, January 17th, 2018. Who does that? Why would you do that? What is that about? What does that mean? So, Gigi then goes on the defense for Candace saying that when she called Candace... Candace and Gigi did not have a bash Monique session and that Candace actually wouldn't entertain any negative conversation about Monique and basically was telling her, maybe you should reach out to Monique again and maybe you guys should try to work this out. Maybe she just needs a little more time to come around and so on and so forth. And that uh, Monique's anger with Candace is sorely misplaced because Candace wasn't spreading the rumors. Candace wasn't fueling the rumors. Candace wasn't adding to the rumors. Um, she merely had a conversation with Gigi and then gave Gigi Sharice's number. Full stop. If you are my friend... And somebody who has made me their sworn enemy because I cut them off after they violated me calls you 
tries to have a conversation with you about me. It doesn't matter if the conversation is good, bad, or indifferent, but they're trying to have a conversation with you about me. And then they ask a they ask you for the number of somebody else who I also don't get along with. And you don't tell me you look shady. Hello. It doesn't matter if you haven't contributed to it. You knew what was going on. You knew that the foundation work was being laid for this girl to further try to make my life difficult. And you never called me up and said anything. You look shady. Period. There's no other way to explain that. No other way. And I'm not saying that Gigi had to become Candace's sworn enemy. But a simple, hey Monique, it's it's Candace. I just want to give you a heads up. I got a call from Gigi. And in that call, she was trying to discuss, you know, why you and her are no longer friends. And, you know, I wouldn't entertain it. I told her if she really um, is still upset about the friendship ending, she needs to come talk to you or try to get in touch with you. And also, as we were ending the conversation, she asked me for Sharice's number and I didn't give it to her. But I just thought that was a little weird. So I'm just giving you a heads up, girl. Candace didn't do that. She really did not. And that makes her look very shady and it looks very fishy. Because not only did you not tell Monique that you spoke to Gigi, you also just handed over Sharice's number to Gigi. If you my friend... And your enemy is trying to get in cahoots with another enemy. And I use enemy loosely because these ain't really enemies. Somebody not fucking with you or you not fucking with somebody. It's not the end of the world. But if I am your friend, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give somebody else the phone number of, of another person that don't like you. I'm just not. If you want to do harm to somebody that I consider a friend, you got to figure it out on your own. I'm not going to have a hand in that, period. Um, and so that is the Gigi Live in a nutshell. Um, I thought it made her look a lot worse then she anticipated she probably would have been better off shutting up and keeping to herself um because it just made me be like I'm with Monique I would have absolutely cut you off I would have deaded the friendship had you crossed the boundary like that and the fact that you crossed that boundary and didn't see a need to apologize um for crossing such a a huge boundary and went even further and are trying to create further havoc in my life. We have nothing to discuss and we never will. And so that happened after episode seven. And now we're getting ready to go into episode eight. And it got interesting. It got very interesting. Episode eight, serving up betrayal. Candace, 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 Candace. I know it sounds funny me saying that because my name is Candace, but Candace with the weird spelling. 
sis, stop singing. I we get it. You can hold a little tune. You can carry a little note. But girl, you have been trying to shove your singing down our throat all goddamn season now. We get it. Okay? It's enough to win a pageant show or a talent show, but baby, mm-mm. Okay? Now, just give it a damn rest, please. Um, <laughs> okay. Mm, Giselle and Robin. Why y'all in this furniture store knowing you can't afford shit and they take y'all ass on the Ikea like everyday working class folks and call it a motherfucking day? Y'all can't afford nothing in there and Giselle, you tacky. mm. The fact that Giselle don't feel like she need an interior designer for that goddamn big ass uh, slaw house that she call a, a mansion girl. No, thank you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Just as tacky as you goddamn want to be and going to make tacky decisions with the furniture. Monique. You have a position of privilege when it comes to your home life because you and your husband are millionaires. And nobody is taking away from the fact that you guys have worked hard to get and keep that wealth. But I'm so motherfucking tired of you complaining about being overwhelmed and doing too much and don't have the help you need. And it just everything is on your shoulders. You got so much on your plate. It just yada yada. Girl. The thing about money is money can get you people to help you take things off your plate. You can get an assistant. Your assistant can have an assistant. You can have a round-the-clock child care if you need it. You can have an on-call nanny for specifically when you have quick things to do or you just need some time to yourself. Money gets you access. And I'm so sorry, but I do not feel sorry for you constantly biting off more than you can chew and then refusing to use the access that you are afforded via being wealthy. Either you want to be um, a, not a lazy mom and then always crying about not having no time for yourself, no time for romance, no time for this, everything. Or you, or you want to be a smart mom. I don't give a damn about not being lazy. I like to be around people that work smarter and not harder. And I would say that you should work smarter by using that money and the access that you and Chris have to make things a little bit simpler for yourself. That would make the most sense. I want to. Before we go into Ashley, I want Wendy off the show. Listen, her husband is a nice enough man. Okay. 
But Wendy brings nothing to the show to have secured a spot. She should have simply been a friend of the show and we should have called it a day. I'm telling you, Lord Jesus, I didn't care about her taking them kids to soccer, karate, bachati, bachata, line dancing, hoe dancing, hoe tapping, slow tapping, mo tapping, no tapping. I didn't give a fuck about none of that. I really did not. What I will say is interesting, which I didn't cover in the last episode, is I cannot see myself being married to somebody whose family just our families absolutely do not get along i just couldn't see it it just seems so goddamn stressful um and wendy says that her parents and her in-laws do not get along whatsoever um and mm mm-mm But African parents, according to what I've seen on Twitter and, you know, followers I have, African parents can be stubborn as all fucking get out. So good luck to y'all. But Wendy, you still don't need to be on this damn show. Okay. Okay. Um... Ashley mama on here looking like Mrs. Puff from Spongebob. I was just waiting for her to take everybody to driving school. Lord Jesus. Okay. Um, Michael and Ashley go out to dinner to discuss this latest infidelity thing. And a lot of parts about it pissed me off. First things first, Michael and Ashley being swingers or having an open relationship, an open marriage, it's kind of nasty because he old and ugly and she looked like she smelled like pillow slob. And so I just can't imagine it being a sanitary good time with them. Okay. I just can't imagine it. But what pissed me off even more was Michael blaming the woman he took back to the hotel for the situation and Ashley eating it up. Cause Michael says, well, I got drunk and I just wanted some intimacy cause we've not been intimate since Dean has been bored and we didn't do anything. If you think a drunk man who was trying to take a stripper back to his hotel room didn't do anything with said stripper, please buy this oceanfront property I have here in Denver, Colorado. You will love it. Love it. Um, And actually kind of buying into it pissed me off um, because even unconventional relationships and marriages have boundaries. Um... Talk to polyamorous couples, talk to um, swingers, talk to people who like to have throuples, talk to talk to these people and they will tell you that boundaries are more important in unconventional relationships than a conventional monogamous relationship. Because without boundaries, people get hurt. Mentally, physically, emotionally, people end up hurt in unconventional marriages and relationships where one person does not respect boundaries and constantly is violating their partner's trust. And that is what Michael is doing. Yes, he and Ashley may have had threesomes, but that was consensual between the both of them and the person they were bringing into the relationship. 
You having to find out from Candace that Michael is taking strippers home from the strip club and saying how he got a, a wife and a boyfriend. Those are violations of boundaries. So I just am very confused um, at all this rope that Ashley constantly gives Michael because he's just a dog piece of shit who would rather cheat than do the work to bring the intimacy back in his marriage with his wife who has had an admittedly tough time with postpartum depression and settling into new motherhood. Um, just... Uh, mm-mm. I also want to say, I know people be like, oh, you got to be careful opening your marriage up to this and opening your marriage up to that. Um, I think you have to be more so aware of who you enter these situations with. Okay. You have to be careful who you enter these situations with because there are people who have very successful, unconventional marriages and relationships that include outside people being involved. But again, they respect boundaries and they respect rules. Um, Michael is just not that person. He doesn't seem to respect Ashley very much. He doesn't seem to respect her journey trying to figure out new motherhood. He just doesn't care. He wanted a little, a little pretty little trophy wife thing who was freaky and was willing to do whatever. He got that. And once it became a marriage situation, um, it was boring to him. Then you went and added a newborn baby into the mix and he's got adult kids. Now he's really beside him fucking self. It just, mm -mm. it's a mess. Um, Okay, about podcasting. I am one of the people who believe that there is a lane for every black person who would like to start a podcast and that as much as we talk about oversaturation, we never really talk about oversaturation with white people. That's something we reserve for black people to keep too many black people from getting involved in something. And I believe podcasting is something that if you want to get involved with it and you have a good idea and you could flesh it out and you can get it put together, you should podcast. Um, it, it's a professional hobby, but it can cost as little or as much as you want it to, to get started. It could be, it could cost as much as just getting a microphone and some headphones. You can download and record with audacity for free. You know, you can host your podcast on anchor for free. You can get a free web domain. It's, it's so many different avenues um, that you can take if you want to be podcasting. But with Monique, um, she is planning to host a live podcast of Not For Lazy Moms. And she's hit a glitch because she's only t- sold 20 tickets out of the total 300 that she anticipated. And good. Um, not for lazy moms always seem pretentious as fuck to me. And I always wished Monique would go back to the drawing board and do something a little bit differently. Something that can be, uh, encouraging something that could be fun. Um, but you just did not want to do that. And then you talking about spending six figures to 
host the live podcast. With again, with the kind of access and open doormanship uh, you have, you could absolutely get sponsors through, um, through the show for not for lazy moms. Chris tells Monique he tried to tell her some better ways to put the to put the live show together, and she just did not listen. Um, just hard to talk to and then Candace who was supposed to be a guest at Monique's live podcast um but due to the tension that's been brewing between them she sends Monique a text saying she's not gonna make it and be a part of it and Candace had every right I live okay you don't get to ask me to do you a favor, be a guest on your live your live podcast free of charge, and because you are upset that I handled something in the best way that I see fit and it did not harm anybody, you want to be petty with me? Huh? No, girl, fuck you. Um, I would have done what Candace did. I would have sent a text message saying, uh-uh, I ain't going to be able to make it, girl. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. Um, you know, petty is as petty does. As I said, Giselle won the award. Congratulations to Giselle. I... <laughs> I want to talk about this wine tasting that Giselle had um, because <sighs> Giselle, why are you so tacky, child? Just why? Thank God Giselle is a good looking woman because God damn, she can't dress at all. I'm ashamed to be seen with her sometimes, to be honest. I don't know what she's going to wear. I got a headache talking about Giselle's clothes. Everybody looked a mess except for Karen. Karen has been looking amazing and on the money all season. Um, all of the ladies get there actually getting their last and they start to immediately discuss what's going on between Ashley and Michael. Fair enough. Ashley comes out and she admits to the to the other girls that she and Michael have had an open relationship they they like to do threesomes they have in the past but now she's sick of it she wants a monogamous relationship and some other things and the funniest part is none of the ladies were shocked everybody was like "Mm, hmm well thanks for finally telling us but we've been new girl we've been hearing rumors we've been hearing uh the chitter chatters and the whispers um circling around between you how you and michael get down so no no shocker there um but finally the tension between monique and candace comes to a head when candace proposed a shady toast in honor of monique fake falling asleep and not saying goodbye to candace at the lake house and Monique does something that she tends to do a lot. And she tells Candace she wouldn't understand being tired like her because she don't have kids in a bunch. Um, she don't have kids. And just, a, just some bullshit lies. Like, come on, girl. Like, dead ass. Come on, girl. Give it a rest. Um, You were not that tired that you could not say goodbye 
to Chris and Candace. You were being a bitch. You were being an asshole. And I need you to be a real one and just say that's that. Ugh. But then Candace gets pettier and says Monique is always mom shaming um, women who don't have kids and specifically her. And I mean, I kind of agree. I just think it's a stupid cop out. And I, again, I wish Candace um, and Monique would just discuss the big tension. And I wish Monique would say, I'm mad at you because you knew what Gigi was doing. You knew that she was reaching out to Sharice and you never gave me a heads up. And it would have been nice as a friend because this woman is running around telling people that I didn't have a miscarriage. I had an abortion because the baby I was carrying wasn't my husband's and that my, you know, my newest child may not be my husband's child, but may be my trainer's baby. I just would have appreciated a heads up from you. Um, and and I would have been appreciative of you not giving her Sharice's number like you basically fed me to the wolves and I am upset with you about that because I wouldn't have done you like that I haven't done you like that um when when Giselle and Robin and some of the other girls have been trying to take you to the cleaners talking shit about you with your mom issues I haven't fed you to the wolves. I haven't given them extra ammo. So I would have appreciated if you had not done that to me. That's the conversation I wish Monique would have had with Candace and called it a day instead of just this constant passive aggressive bullshit that she's doing and trying to still seem like she's so unbothered. Um, Wendy is between the ladies trying to keep them from coming to blows and next week will be the big fight scene that we've been all been waiting for that I thought was going to happen a little bit earlier in the season. Um, but we're getting it now. And I just want to say two things, Andy, stop playing in our face with Michael and Ashley. Um, y'all have tried to make this a cheating scandal season after season and come to find out these two fools have an open marriage and, what he's doing is kind of within the realm of the agreement. Um, that's crazy to me to be selling that type of lie. And you know, it's a lie. Um, also it should not have taken eight, nine episodes to get to the big fight scene. I'm, I'm so sorry, but y'all have dragged this out for as long as possible with all this filler. Got Wendy here with that uh, quick weave looking a hot goddamn fool getting on everybody's nerves. Enough is enough. Okay. Um, that's it for R.H.O.P. A.K.A. Real Housewives of Pathetic. Uh, BKA Real Housewives of Potomac. I really did just want to come in and and catch up with you guys on the mess. I didn't want us to get too far behind. Um, and so we will see you back next week. Um, and I want to give a huge shout out to um, our fellow podcaster and marketing director, Bree of Mama Meets World and the Insecure Experience. Um, I also want to give a happy birthday to uh, Mystic Moments podcast featuring Gangsta Gurry. Okay. Um, one year 
um september 23rd so y'all be to hop on over listen to that one year anniversary episode and show gary some love um huge shout out to bianca jeremy tia colin darren um and of course mike and we truly thank you all for listening in and we'll see you back next week